Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 1.36 Bob Stoffer. Rogers plays Oilers on the ice at 2 o'clock. Doubleheader tomorrow at Rogers Place. Hockey, hooky, Connor Bedard, Regina Pats against... Five of his teammates from the World Junior Team. That's right. The Edmonton Oil Kings have five players from Canada's World Junior Team tomorrow at 11. And then tomorrow night, the Edmonton Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights right here on the Oilers Radio Network, 630 Kid. Royal Pizza Pizza Pass is so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stop for recommendation at Royal Pizza Mediterranean Chicken. Uh, our headliner today is Bakersfield Condors head coach Jay Woodcroft. Our headliner brought daily by Wilhock Beef Jerky. Just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, and we are pleased to be joined by Jay, who's been patiently waiting for the last minute and 45 seconds. You're a patient man, Jay. How you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. You found a way to get two more wins. You talked uh, last week about this a uh, big weekend against Colorado. They got a really good team. They got an awesome, awesome NHL team, real good American Hockey League team. Chris McFarlane, uh, who's going to get a chance to be an NHL GM. Uh, they've kind of changed how they've done business there the last five years. And you guys gutted out a pair of wins. How did it happen this weekend? Yeah, I thought it was uh, two very good hockey games. Um, we got tested in a way that we hadn't been tested in the last few weeks. Um, the first game on the Friday night, I thought we played a very good first period and found a way to score two goals and, and build a lead. Um, I thought their team pushed in the second period, and when they pushed, Stuart Skinner was there for us when called upon. And then in the third, it was a pretty evenly played uh, game with chances both ways. We ended up winning the Friday night game 4-1. to one. Um, Heading into the next game, the, the Saturday game, there was a, an element of physicality uh, to that game. It had a playoff-like feel to it. Uh, both teams had good moments, and uh, we found a way to... Uh, to stick with it and uh, find the last, uh, find the winning goal in the last four or five minutes of the game, and um, two important wins for our team. Uh, it was nice to see different players step up in both both games, and um, important for our, our team. I thought it was a good step for us. Jay, you guys are twelve one and four in your last seventeen games. So you got points in sixteen in your last seventeen. You've, you haven't had Stuart Skinner for about half of those games. I know he's now 8-0-2 on the season, and he's got a save percentage in the 920s. Uh, so you haven't had your number one goaltender. Uh, you've had players up and down. Uh, you've got some illness right now with your group with a couple guys that haven't been available from you know, either currently having uh, you know the Omicron variant for COVID or having the effects of it as well. Is there something that's been built into your team or that's been instilled that has allowed you to sort of, you know, find ways on nights when maybe you don't have all your horses going? Well, 
I, I think it's a credit to the the people that we have in the locker room. First of all, um, Keith Kretzky and Ken Holland have done a good job of um, bringing in some really good human beings into into our team, and that's where it starts. I think in training camp. Um, we try and do some things uh, where our players compete against each other so that down the road they can compete for each other. Um, and that's essentially where we begin our, our um, playing towards an identity. And uh, it doesn't always happen as quickly as you want it to happen, but uh, it's built over time. And um, I think w- with the adversity that we saw end of November, beginning of December, uh, with games getting canceled, people coming down with COVID, and in the last six weeks we've had over 19 people in our in our group here uh, come down with it. Um, I think that adversity brings brings the team together. Uh, you mentioned the goaltenders. We've used four different goaltenders in the last six weeks, and all of them have found ways to win games for our team. I think that's positive. I, um, we've had games where we've dressed nine defensemen in a game uh, and uh, and found a way to win. Um, for us, it's it's mindset. It is an adherence. Um, to culture, there's an expectation of buy-in and work ethic from everybody. Uh, but most of all, I would point to uh, the human beings that we have in the locker room, and specifically the leadership group that makes sure that uh, that we're playing the game the right way. And it doesn't necessarily, as we're joined by Jay Woodcroft on the River Crew Resort Casino Hotline, it doesn't necessarily have to be your drafted players, right? Let be. I mean, you've got guys. Uh, and you allowed Adam Cracknell to, I guess you allowed, uh, whatever term you want to use, to go to the Olympics. But you have Brad Malone, who's been there for a few years now and is, uh, you know, uh, Esposito. We mentioned the, the fight that he took a, a week ago sticking up. I mean, he's not a big kid. You know, he's, he's a man. He's put together for a guy his size, and he's not timid, but he's not six foot three and 215 pounds. And. When I watch the games, what I sense is that your team doesn't take any proverbial crap. You know what I mean? Like you guys stand there's there's a there's there seems to be a glue with your group, and that you you attack collectively as a group, and you play that way in terms. Of, so it isn't just all, we we focus so much on the Oilers' prospects, Jay, but a, a lot of it you, you talked about the people, and some of them you, you got a lot of guys that are on non NHL contracts down there, especially at forward. Yes. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, it's a you mentioned two of the linchpins up front for us are Brad Malone and and Luke Esposito. Those are two guys who set the work ethic tone. Um, they're they are uh, emotional catalysts for us they bring people into the fight so to speak um they've been excellent uh, i i look at a guy like the local product there james hamblin he's not the biggest player in the world but he plays hard and he plays the game the right way and his toughness comes in the form of winning foot races and playing inside people's equipment and stopping net front and getting pucks out on the wall um i think you know and that's what i'm trying to say in terms of what what we expect from everybody here is is buy-in we expect everybody to adhere to the way the team wants the game to be played we know we're not perfect we know we're not going to play a perfect hockey game but 
when you come to play the Bakersfield Condors, you're going to be in for one, and uh, and we're going to give you our best effort. And I couldn't be more proud of of the people that are assembled as part of our team, and each one of them has found a way to contribute to our success. All right, Dylan Holloway down there. He had five points in his first five games, but was held off the score sheet this weekend, I believe. Uh, maybe he had an assist, I don't know. Bottom line is a little bit quiet offensively. Is that a fair read, or did the puck just not go in for him? Yeah, I, I found him around the puck. I found him in offensive chances. Uh, it didn't go in for him, but it, um, you know that's just the type of hockey uh, this weekend was. I don't just measure his game in uh, offensive production. I think uh, there's other parts to his game that that we're continuing to work on with him. I think uh, you know I've talked about it. His skating's elite. Um, there's that's without a doubt. But to me, it comes down to details in his game professional details um and uh he's given a, a good effort he's very coachable and um you know he, he's continuing to get better each and every day and now it's for real now he's in uh he's in the everyday um schedule of the american hockey league where you got to bring it every day and and uh he's in a good spot to continue to grow his game here Raphael Lavoie had a really slow start to the season. Has something clicked for him lately? I think so. I think um, right around when the team started to take off in in mid-December, Raph's game took off. And, you know, I I don't think it gets talked about enough, but over this last six weeks, we've been on the road a lot. I think it was 14 of 17 games were played on the road. And I think when you're on the road, uh, that's a way for the team to collectively come together, but it's also um, it's a, it's a good opportunity for individuals to narrow their focus and and not having to worry about things off the ice or or whatnot. You're with your team. You're on the road. You're uh, continuing to go to practice uh, and work at your game. I just think it's an opportunity to walk outside noise out and just work on your game and and Raf has done uh yeoman's work here over the last six weeks he's he's going to hard areas he's paying the price for offensive production and um you know we see real growth in his game it's a credit to him and all the work that he's put in we're joined right now by jay woodcroft jay this is we'll get to the defenseman in a second you guys tend to get a lot of shots in the first period. I mean, you've outshot your opponents. Uh, I, I, you might have the best shot differential in the league. I'm not sure. But it seems like you get a lot of shots here. Is this a point of emphasis, you know, having your guys start on time? And and then the second part of this is how, mu- how much advanced analytics work is actually done at the AHL level? Is this something that your team is, is, is doing? Like, can you shed some insight on that? Sure. Uh, start the first part of your question there. Um, you know, I I think for our team, we talk a lot about asserting uh, our game plan on the other team, um, coming out of the gates fast so that you put the other team on the back foot. Uh, for me, um, we, we spend time talking about uh, what the strengths of the other team might be and how we have to 
um, play the game towards our strength, not necessarily get caught into the type of game the other team wants to play. And we spend a lot of time um, talking about the tactics that will help us in those situations. In terms of it, analytics, uh, I think it's an important uh a part of the game as, as uh, especially in the future of the game here I think it's important to pay attention to information and not be afraid of it I think um, you know we do a lot of side projects that not only uh, pay attention to our players and our underlying numbers but also uh, trends that are happening within our league and trends that are happening at the highest level. So we're, we're trying to stay on top of that. Uh, we have a, a coaching staff here that puts in a lot of hours and spends a lot of time on trying to find answers. Um, I think uh, we spend a lot of time talking about the tactics that lead to good numbers, not necessarily the numbers as an end of themselves, but the tactics that will lead uh, to the numbers that you know are, are in the positive um, direction. Um, and then we also, you know, we're, we see that as a piece of the puzzle. It's not the only part of the puzzle. It's a piece of the puzzle. It's information, and we make sure to account for the things that. You know, maybe are tougher to measure as well. Things intangible that happen within the game, and I think when you have a broad, open mind and you account for all these different sources of information, I think um, that helps everybody have a good perspective. And and we do spend a lot of time on that. Um, we have good people within the organization who do provide us with some work. We do our own work as well. And uh, we think that by doing so, we're covering a lot of bases and trying to uh, trying to do it right. So um, that's how we would look at that. We're joined by Jay Woodcroft. Jay, Dave Manson uh, heads up the defense. He's, he played every role in the NHL. First-round pick, he could fight. He ended up being a power play guy when he came to Edmonton, and then he was also uh, a penalty-killing shutdown guy at the end of his career. Uh, the Oilers don't have a lot of forward prospects down in the American League, but they got a lot of defense prospects, and we've already seen Jay uh, Dave assist in helping graduate some of your prospects in the past here. This has been a big year from a development perspective with guys like, obviously, Broberg and Niemalainen and... Uh, you know, and, and Sam Rukoff on the left side alone, not to mention Kemp and Kesselin and Berglund on the right side, and Dave Harney, who's probably trending towards getting a contract. Dave's a big part of things, isn't he, for you? He is. He is. And, you know, you talked about the stages he went through in his career. Um, yeah, I would also add, especially coming off this weekend, that he was a two-time All-Star uh, in the National Hockey League. So he has a lot to offer in terms of his experience. Uh, he's been a first-round pick. Um, he's been an older player that was, uh, you know, towards the end of his career where he wasn't in the lineup every night. So he's he's had that experience at the highest level in all those different types of situations. That's from his playing perspective. I also think he doesn't get enough credit 
um, for his coaching path and the fact that he didn't just get airlifted into an opportunity in the National Hockey League. He's somebody who um, paid the price along all the coaching steps along the way. I think he started in minor hockey, spent a number of years at the PA in the Western Hockey League, riding the buses, going to coaches' conventions, and then he's he's made the transition once his family was raised to to uh, come to the American Hockey League and and see how things are done at this level. He's just got a ton to offer. He's a huge part of our coaching staff here, as well as some of our other coaches as well. I, I can't say enough about Colin Chalk, who's been a new addition to our staff this year up front. He comes from Ottawa's organization and had his fingerprints all over some of their good young forwards up front. Uh, Sylvain Rodrigue spends a lot of time with our goaltenders and has done so over the last number of years. He has a special relationship with Stuart Skinner and did a lot of heavy lifting with Stuart early in Stuart's career. And then probably our unsung hero on our coaching staff is a guy by the name of Noah Siegel. And Noah is uh, the guy that I go to uh, to help me with all those little projects. He's somebody who uh, takes care of immigration. He takes care of travel. And he's also a fantastic video coach. So he's kind of our coaching coordinator or manager of operations. And he's hugely respected by the players and has a lot to offer. And and he's following in the footsteps of someone who he replaced by the name of Sam Kim, who made his way to the NHL with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So as a coach... As a coach, I'm a lucky man because I get to go to work every day with a group of uh, people that I respect and learn from, and uh, they push me to be the best that I can be. So I'm a lucky, lucky person because I really, really enjoy the people that I get to work with. Jay, great stuff. Appreciate your time. We'll talk next week. Thanks a lot, Bob. Take care. You bet. 152 in orders now. We'll wrap up after this. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 155 at Edmonton. Cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin. 10-time Presidents Award winners for customer satisfaction. Right now, the best way to get a vehicle, custom order one. Discounts available from Brent Ridge Ford and Ford Motor Company on most custom orders. Get the exact equipment colors you want. Reach out to Uncle Milt. He's back in town. Rich Johnny and the gang, one 877 73 or visit brentridge.com. As we go to the day in Oilers history for New West Travel, the Oilers have got a road trip coming up to Nashville for you to jump aboard. $1,750. You fly in Flair Airlines Direct, Edmonton to Smashville. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. The Oilers and the Preds. Here's Brendan Escott. He's double-dipping today this day in Oilers history. Yeah, 1989, the NHL's 40th All-Star Game took place here in the capital city. And then Kings forward, Wayne Gretzky, was named the MVP with a goal and two assists. That same day, the Oilers traded Keith Acton and a sixth-round choice in the 1991 draft to Philadelphia in exchange for Dave Brown. Dave Brown, cold-blooded assassin, one of the toughest fighters in NHL history. That's this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Again, they got the Nashville road trip in April. Direct flight with Flair Airlines, $1,750. Visit newwesttravel.com. Reed Wilkins says inside sports night from 6 to 8, he'll have some post-practice issues. Colby Hay uh, hey of the Edmonton Oil Kings is on the ice with Mike Smith. Do not see Miko Koskinen on the ice. We'll mention right now Smith and Koskinen, the only uh, two uh, goaltenders the Oilers got right now 
currently on the active roster. Neither has had COVID yet this year. Uh, Sportsnet's Mark Spector joins us tomorrow for Horse Racing Alberta. They've got live standard bed racing Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino Post Time 115. Jeff Merrick joins us tomorrow. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Kevin Robertson, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then 6.30 Chet Afternoons at Jayla and I. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.